Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, America. How are you all doing tonight? I hope everyone is doing fine, and I apologize for not just the late start, but also for restarting and restarting. Uh, but here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to you live on this uh, Friday evening that is otherwise known as September 24, 2021. And we've had uh, some great developments coming today out of the state of Arizona. And I'm pretty sure all of you all know exactly what I am talking about. We started this journey all the way ago, back around the end of March. And uh, we have seen it rise to its fruition on this very day. A few weeks, a few days, maybe a couple of months later than it was initially expected. But, uh, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally have the most complete version of the Arizona forensic audit uh, that we could hope to get, considering all of the pushback that was received from the Arizona State Senate, as well as um, um, other entities um, from... Uh, the uh, volunteers that uh, worked the actual forensic audit itself uh, all the way down to um, the reporters who were also involved in covering the actual events that occurred on the ground there during this forensic audit. Uh, this has been the culmination of a lot of work from many people and we're very excited uh, to finally get to see this now. For a fact, and to be sure, you know, uh, the audit was originally intended to end on when? Way back in May, guys. Way back in May. That was the initial date that had been, uh, had been um, decided uh, would uh, grant us the uh, time of arrival for this report. Now, as delays are expected as uh, all of this has been a practice of patience and faith for a lot of us. Um, uh, we see that uh, here at the end of September, we finally get the information, we finally get confirmation, we finally get validation, we finally have verification of what we have suspected all along. Now, does that come as a uh, reaming and a, um, um, a loud and screaming indictment against those who committed this heinous fraud? Well, no, ladies and gentlemen. I know that's a little bit of a, uh, how would you say, uh, a little bit of a, an anti, uh, antithesis to what we're seeking here. Uh, but what we do have from this very audit, ladies and gentlemen, is all of the information that would be necessary to move forward with any type of possible in criminal investigation. And I know a lot of people probably don't agree with, uh, agree with me, uh, you know, um, uh, 
not bringing down the full force of judgment upon those who committed this fraud in the state of Arizona against uh, President Trump, the American people, the American way of life, the entire concept of freedom and liberty? Well, um, the question there would be, who committed the fraud? And uh, save, uh, you know, actually giving a general idea, we would need a specific name, you know? Now there are specific names that are involved in this case. And I think that is where we have some grace, right? Uh, because kind of just like we saw in Georgia, uh, when uh, they were finding um, um, wrong um, counts on their ballots, matching up or not matching up, I should say, with their ballot count sheet, signatures, signatures, who done it, who counted it, who does not know how to add one and one to equal two. So uh, much the same way from what we're seeing here in Arizona. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, they would have to do a further investigation. Now, that's not to say that what they found was not, in fact, spectacular, right? And oh my goodness, the amount of reports flying around in the mainstream fake news legacy media, lame as they are, right? In their efforts, I think you guys will probably get a kick about what we're going to share with you all in regards to that. Uh, but uh, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the report has been laid out for the public. There was a hearing held today uh, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, they uh, they really spelled it out. Now, the hearing went live about, what was that, 3 p.m. Uh, Texas time. It ended uh, just about 6 p.m. So it was roughly a three-hour hearing uh, with all of the... Um, all of the known characters involved, Karen Fan, uh, you know, Ben Cotton, um, Doug Logan. Of course, I'm speaking about uh, the Senate president as well as uh, some members of the cyber forensic audit team. Um, very interesting hearing, guys. Now, we were not live, obviously, here on the Mr. C channel. Somehow, uh, you know, I, I kind of think that in some areas we wouldn't have been live anyways. But it's all good, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. Um, we um, um, well, we are gonna we are going to cover today's hearing for those of you who did not get to see it. We will brush through some of the highlights uh, that they ex we experienced as we sat and watched um, as the uh, forensic analysts and experts um, went through all of the data collected and shared explicitly. Um, exactly what their findings were. So uh, this is a good day, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great day here in the United States of America. We will see where this goes. That is for a fact. We will see where this goes. Um, far be it to say at this point, well, that evidence will be turned over to um, Attorney General for the state of Arizona, and that is one Mark Brnovich. But uh, before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we always do have a bit of news here. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys what we are um, 
what else we'll be covering today. Today is just basically going to be kind of like an election audit kind of show. Uh, we're going to also talk a little bit more about possible fraud that has been found in Wisconsin. And, you know, the funny thing about saying possible is because we have to, to be fair, we have to kind of put that label possible in front of, uh, you know, what we're sharing. Now, if you're the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media, oh, no, you just outright and say it. Uh, you know, President Trump is a Nazi. Not a possible Nazi, a Nazi. Uh, you know, all conservatives are racist. Not some of them are racist. Not they're possibly racist. They are racist. But we're going to be fair here because quite honestly, guys, in my humble opinion, and I'm sure a lot of you all share feel the same way and share the same thoughts. Uh, yeah, we know what happened and what was discovered and reported in Arizona was indeed fraud. And in fact, some of the points that we'll be highlighting from the uh, Senate hearing today, um, they they lend their uh, they lend their um, existence more to fraud than to human error. And uh, they lend their existence more to fraud than just mismanagement, as they've been trying to say about some of the cases over there in Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, we will also uh, take a brief look at Texas. It looks like um, it looks indeed, my friends, like um, <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a President Trump's note to Governor Abbott uh, really hit the heart. Uh, because apparently a few hours after the release of that letter, well, the Secretary of State, acting Secretary of State in Texas, uh, uh, released a notice of uh, intention to audit in Texas. So that's some good news, guys. Uh, we have, what, uh, four or five states in the plane, right, that are going to be auditing. And uh, we also have um, one state that Trump won in that will now be auditing. Now, if it weren't for a state like Arizona and everything that they revealed today, no other states may want to audit. Now, I think it's very fair to assess that because of what occurred in Arizona today, particularly the five states in the highest contention, and then also maybe any state where Trump lost, um, they'll probably have... Uh, They'll probably have Arizona as uh, their um, force of strength and moving forward with an audit. But now Texas, Texas as a red state where Trump won. If if we pull that off and finish it, because I am from Texas here, for those of you out there in Twitch and Clout Hub. Um, if we pull that off uh, and um, the findings of that audit, and it's already been said that a forensic audit in Texas will take months, you know, three, four, five months probably is what they said. So I guess maybe their uh, expectation on timeliness was a little bit more realistic. But then again, they also have uh, Arizona's example to follow on. And we actually don't know exactly how, who and or what they will be doing for the audit in Texas. Ah, I should write, I should write every single representative that, uh, that uh, cares to try and govern me and uh, tell them, look, we want Doug Logan, we want Cyber Ninjas, get their butts over here. I mean, I'm sure Seth Ketchell would do just as good a job. I mean, look at all of the, I don't know how, how much of an involvement Seth Ketchell, Ketchell, Ketchell actually has when it comes to like 
audit audits, uh, but he did run the numbers and the statistics that proved uh, that there's uh, quite a difference in uh, President Trump's um, running against uh, uh, Lord Vader Biden select uh, the outcome of that election. So I guess we'll, we will see ladies and gentlemen, but that is nonetheless very exciting. I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell for Texas right there. But aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, we will also be airing an interview with president Trump tonight. Uh, and it is an interview with, uh, let's see, uh, his name is, uh, the guy from, um, outside the beltway, uh, John something or other. <laughs> That's his name, John something or other. Uh, but we will run that at the end of the show today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because I really want to uh, jump into uh, the election audit information uh, because even President Trump was quite um, excited about all of this news coming out and he was making statements on it like crazy. Uh, speaking of which, uh, let's go ahead and jump into those statements as President Trump always leads here at the Sea Report. And uh, let's see what President Trump had to say. All right. Uh, first statement from President Trump. Okay. And it goes this way. Huge findings in Arizona. However, the fake news media is already trying to call it again for Biden before actually looking at the facts, just like they did in November. The audit has uncovered significant and undeniable evidence of fraud. Until we know how and why this happened, our elections will never be secure. This is a major criminal event and should be investigated by the Attorney General immediately. The Senate's final report will be released today at four o'clock. I've heard it is far different than that being reported by the fake news media. Do you guys happen to know how the fake news media was reporting today's report? <laughs> it's pretty dramatic, y'all. It's pretty dramatic what the fake news, lamestream, mainstream legacy media was reporting. It is a polar opposite, flipped and turned around compared to what they showed us today, live and in person from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I, I, I really have a feeling, guys. I really have a feeling. Next statement from President Trump. The fake news is lying about the Arizona audit report. The leaked report conclusively shows there were enough fraudulent votes, mystery votes, and fake votes to change the outcome of the election four or five times over. The number includes 23,344 mail-in ballots, despite the person no longer living at that address, phantom voters, the official canvas does not even match who voted, off by 11,592, more than the entire presidential election margin. Voters who voted in multiple counties totaled 10,342 and 2,382 ballots came from people who no longer lived in Maricopa County. 
There were also 2,592 more duplicate ballots than original ballots. Just those fraudulent ballots alone total 50,252 and is fraud many more times than the so-called margin of victory, which was only 10,457. In addition, election data appears to have been intentionally deleted and ballot images were corrupt or missing. This is not even the whole state of Arizona, but only Maricopa County. It would only get worse. There is fraud and cheating in Arizona, and it must be criminally investigated. More is coming out in the hearing today. Now, I could say for sure that um, President Trump just spoiled our entire report for tonight. Boo hoo. <laughs> but no, indeed, he didn't. Uh, those are some of the numbers, guys. Now, uh, okay, just with all of those numbers that we threw upon the screen. Hey there, Aurelius Locke. I see you. I hate to see the long face, but uh, I've been booted out of Foxhole for tonight, it seems. Um, uh, getting back into the report. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be doing it here live. And uh, if I get back in, I get back in. Um, but uh, uh, looking at all the numbers here today, um... Uh, the big one, the big number I want you guys to focus on, the huge number is this one, 10,457. Now that is the number of votes that I, that, <laughs> that uh, President Trump was supposedly beaten in the 2020 presidential election. 10,457 votes Biden took the lead over Trump. Big number, right? Oh, 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 oh. But then we have 50,000, right? 10,000, what, that's 60,000? Add these two together, that's what? 61,000? 62,000? Add an 11,000 to that? 73,000? Add 23 to that? 96, 94, I forgot the last number that I said. Almost 100,000 votes, ladies and gentlemen, they found in fraud. So that means that this big number of 10,457 is, is just the tip of the iceberg of fake votes that the deep state, the globalists, and whomever else is in that party that's trying to destroy this country that's the tip of the amount of fake votes that they had to fabricate in order to defeat President Trump's landslide. Do y'all understand that, America? That's huge. That's huge. That means had this election ran the way it should have ran, the way that we believe all elections have run in this country from the beginning of you know, the inception of voting here in our country right, that um, Biden would have lost in such a way, it would have been a massacre. It would have been absolutely pathetic. It would have been like, why should Biden even have run 
for office. That is how bad of a loss the Biden administration actually suffered in 2020, guys. And this is just one county in America. Do you think all the surrounding counties in Arizona are going to make up for the loss that uh, Biden is seeing in this report? Do you think the other counties are going to pull up that deficit and uh, bring it into the black? I don't think so. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. And um, that's just my analysis and commentation on it. Here's our next story. Uh, next story. Here's our next uh, statement from President Trump. It saith. Uh, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, and other lamestream media are feeding large-scale information to the public about the Arizona audit. The audit was a big win for democracy and a big win for us. Shows how corrupt the election was. Arizona State Senate hearing going on now, and the information about what took place is terrible. A bigger scam than even anticipated. Yeah, we saw it, guys. We'll be uh, we'll be going over some of the finer notes in just a second. Um, okay, and let's see. We got another one. I mean, th this is just an all-out election audit. It's like this is the moment we've been waiting for here at the Sea Report since we started reporting on day one of this thing when they were hauling the ballots in armored cars surrounded by police, police officers and other protective services and taking them to the Veterans Memorial Theater. And I'm glad a lot of you all got to share that moment with me. I'm sorry that a lot of y'all won't be able to share this moment with me. Um, next statement says, it is not even believable the dishonesty of the fake news media on the Arizona audit results, which shows incomprehensible fraud at an election changing level, many times more than is needed. The fake news media refuses to write the facts, thereby being complicit in the crime of the century. They are so dishonest, but patriots know the truth. Arizona must immediately decertify their 2020 presidential election results. Yep. They most definitely need to, but uh, I don't need to say that. <laughs> President Trump says it so well himself. Oh, look, here's another statement about Arizona. <laughs> Go figure, President Trump. He's got a lot to say. He's got a lot in his mind. We all do these days. Massive fraud was found in the Arizona Forensic Audit, sometimes referred to as a fraudit. The numbers are election changing. Yeah, they are. We'll see where that goes, right? And let's see, another, uh, another. Um, let's see here, another statement from President Trump. Let's take a look. Uh, real quick, King Fatio says, uh, they are calling for an, a forensic audit in Pima County here in Arizona. Massive fraud in Pima County, second largest county in the state. Correct, sir. 
They absolutely are. Mark Fincham and the likes are uh, heading that up in Pima County. They've already uh, got their head going on it. And uh, if there's anyone else out there in Twitch who's joining us from the Foxhole app by any chance, please say hello, because uh, I think any of the friends that come in are not going to stay if they don't see any friends in the chat. Uh, we got our typical Timo, uh, Timo troll here is with us today. And uh, that's kind of the life we're being relegated to. But hey, we're grateful over here at the Sea Report uh, that we have uh, done what we've done. And uh, we've done it with you guys. Okay. So uh, the next uh, statement says, I will be discussing the winning results of the Arizona Forensic Audit, which will show 44,000 possibly illegal ballots cast tomorrow at the great state of Georgia rally, which will be packed. And we knew uh, that we knew that that would be the case. Hey, Curious Cat, thanks for coming out from the uh, wallflower, <laughs> the flower wall. And uh, good to see you in the audience, my friend. Um, so we, uh, we we could have figured that would be the case. Can you imagine the size of that rally and exactly the type of energy that we will be experiencing uh, tomorrow uh, during the Trump rally? And uh, we will be fighting the trolls here on Twitch and on a clout. Well, actually, Clout Hub doesn't have any trolls. Uh, we are getting a pretty good viewership over there. I mean, it's actually substantially grown compared to the first few episodes. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, no, uh, Aurelius Locke, you will, we have plenty of trolls that come into Twitch. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just like, whatever. Um, we'll, I'll, I will send out another communication. I will send out a communication and see if we can't get the foxhole fixed. Otherwise, I don't know. It's it's the stream keys. It's the RTMP that has nothing to do with me. Um, but anyways, okay. So, uh, but but for tomorrow, uh, we will be airing the um, we will be airing the uh, President Trump rally in Georgia. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we should be airing it. I'll, I'll be spending time with my troll friends here. Uh -huh. <laughs> really says it might be fun. Cool. All right. Uh, and I think that's the last statement from President Trump for today. Let's go ahead and start uh, getting into today's Arizona audit and uh, see what happens. Curious Cat says, trolls on FH2 ain't no thing. I've only run into one troll on uh, Foxhole, honestly, Curious Cat. And since that time, I think we've kind of become friends. <laughs> So it's all good. I think it was a simple misunderstanding. Uh, and uh, it's all good. In my opinion, in my book, it's all good. I mean, I wouldn't be so presumptive, but uh, I, I, I'm fine with it. I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've completed that contract with that friend and uh, we can separate after this life now. No more karma. <laughs> Aurelius says two for him. Yeah, well, oh, <laughs> uh, might I be guessing uh, who that might be, Aurelius? Anyways, oh, there's that chat I was missing from the beginning of my show. It's okay, though. It's okay, guys. I mean, uh, these things happen, you know, as far as uh, technical difficulties go. And uh, I'm just going to roll with it one way or the other, no matter how it ends up. So, and uh, 
yeah, I'll, I'll ignore my gut feelings for tonight. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this Arizona rally, a uh, rally, uh, the um, audits that happened today, the hearing. Uh, now, uh, again, this was in Phoenix, Arizona, the Senate building. <laughs> you see Aurelius and Curious Cat, uh, it's always great to have support in Twitch for that purpose to bust out the uh, troll spray because <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Timo already disappeared. And I think I know who he is, honestly, but you know, that's just, again, my uh, patriotic pa uh, paranoia coming out. It's more of my gut feeling though, I should say, honestly. It's more of my gut feeling. Um, okay, so uh, let me see here. Uh, getting back into, so it was held in Arizona. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Senate President Karen Fan. I went ahead and um, um, sat, sat at the chair of this meeting. Uh, we had testimony. Uh, we had witnesses and uh, the auditors who came out to share their information. Outside of the um, audit hearing, we had a rally of sorts, a gathering of Arizonans and patriots uh, who were supporting and waiting to see what the outcome of this would be. In fact, right before we went on the air, they were doing a, uh, I guess it was, it was like, I guess it was still like a rally. You know, they were having uh, speeches. They were pretty brief speeches, but a lot of individuals who were involved in this entire process uh, from um, uh, legislators and lawmakers uh, to uh, other um, individuals that lent their support to the audit were present and speaking for it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty pretty big rally ha happening outside of the Arizona Senate hearing. Um, the big thing here, guys, is a lot of people are wanting the next step. You know, like um, um, Dr. Kelly Ward said, "This is just the first step." And I'm like, "Girl, you already taken like ten steps." <laughs> You're almost at the end of the steps. I mean, uh, it still has to go to Brnovich, right? It still has to go to Brnovich, uh, the attorney general of Arizona, and he still has to do an investigation there. Hey, good evening, Just V. How are you doing today? Welcome into the audience and uh, glad you could be part of uh, this tonight. Um, so, uh, but here's the thing, okay? We're going to circle back Saki and I know President Trump would slap me for saying this. We're going to circle back Saki to President Trump's statements <laughs> because he had what? All of his statements for today. There was like, what, five of them at least. All had to do with the audit. And the number one thing that he focused on first was the fake news, lamestream legacy media. Um, do you guys know what they were saying? Like... It's ridiculous, okay? Now, it seems like they might have had their reasons for saying what they were saying about this uh, Arizona um, audit hearing, right? Uh, but that's just, that's that's not to say that it wasn't on a, a whole plethora of other issues. Now, um, we will, uh, as it seems to become uh, part of this report, we're going to take a look at what the media, fake news, lamestream, legacy, globalist-backed, you know, um, 
funded by you know these uh, these purveyors of of uh, you know te- technocracy and uh, transhumanism. Uh, we'll see what they were saying and how they're spilling it. But uh, for a fact, you know, the, there's nothing worse than the local, and that's because um, they can spill their lies out across the nation if only the locals, right, will give them that lead to begin with. Uh, and there, there would probably be none worse other than the next example I'm going to show you guys than this man here. And you guys probably, uh, remember this man as the Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer. Okay. Now, shame to know the man's name, shame to know the man's face. But, uh, this guy has just, you know, gone into la la land and his head has exploded. In fact, it's puffed up so much. That's how he's flying up there in, uh, yeah, the lefties are jubilant. Uh, that's how it's flying up there in the space clouds of CNN. Cause apparently he's going on CNN a lot and it's just, it's beautiful for him. And so he decided to write an article, a hit piece for CNN. And uh, uh, much to his pride, right, uh, it says that uh, following the November 2020 presidential election, Arizona worked to ensure the integrity and accuracy of the vote. Now, these are his words, okay, not mine. Uh, and not some random over there at CNN. Um, he says the number of checks and tests run are too numerous to exhaust in this article, but they include... Political party designees were working in bipartisan groups of three to perform a hand count audit of over 47,000 votes out of what, two, two million something, right? Uh, those votes matched the count 100%. Okay. Um, a post-election tabulation accuracy test overseen by both the Arizona Secretary of State and the political parties to make sure the tabulation machines weren't manipulated during the election. All right, Mr. Richer, I guess uh, we can give you that. Uh, the hiring of two experienced, reputable certified companies to test that the tabulators hadn't connected to the Internet hadn't been hacked or manipulated, hadn't somehow misread ballots, and didn't have any malware installed. Uh, I, I guess that would be another good point, Mr. Richer. Oh, but wait. Those would be good points if you were uh, deaf, dumb, and blind and had absolutely no sense, that's common, right? And definitely no sense of discernment or questioning any type of anything, okay? Now, this is from an article where Richard is, again, trying to establish that they have done everything that they needed to do, not once, not twice, but thrice, to prove that there is no need for this forensic audit by the Arizona State Senate, nay, by the people of Arizona. He says, the assessment of a sample of affidavit signatures as proof of identity by multiple handwriting experts. Oh, okay. That, I guess that's another thing that they did. They sampled some affidavits to make sure that uh, the handwriting uh, matched something, right? Probably wasn't the ones that they're talking about from the hearing today. We'll see in just a minute. Finally, he says, eight court cases alleged different widespread flaws of fraud or fraud all of which ultimately failed. Now, I never heard anything about those eight court cases that he's talking about, but uh, for them to perform a hand count audit of over 47,000 ballots just to make sure that they match the machine, they're just recounting ballots. They're not inspecting them, right? To uh, ensure that the post-election tabulation accuracy 
um, is being and it's being overseen by the Secretary of State, right? For one, to make sure the tabulation machines weren't manipulated in the election. What does that really mean? She uh, turned them on and off, huh? She ran a couple of pieces of paper through and make sure they didn't crinkle, right? Hiring two expert, reputable, certified companies. And that's the main point that they seem to try and make. But, you know, even Sonny Borelli said at the conclusion of today's hearing during the uh, rally outside in the front of the Senate hearing, uh, even he said, uh, yeah, these uh, machine, these, uh, these certified uh, auditors um, who came in with the approval of the EAC, uh, they can't do that. They're the ones who certified the damn machines to begin with. So, uh, yeah, interesting, guys. Uh, but but that's that's a little bit of Richard's defense, as it appears in CNN. He's just repeating the same tired and uh, debunked um, talking points that his uh, masters seem to have given them. Good evening, Deplora Laura. Welcome into the chat here. Uh, we're hanging out uh, Twitch side today. But, uh, uh, again, he would be the worst perhaps because uh, he actually represents the county of Maricopa. Uh, he's actually an elected official in the county of Maricopa who ran on a platform of taking out the, uh, the fraudulent and, and uh, election thieving uh, Alafonte. Was it Ben Alafonte who was the, uh, who was the recorder prior to Richer? And Alafonte was absolutely corrupt. Like he did corrupt things. They knew it. If you guys remember the recordings that were leaked yesterday, they had already sniffed it out. Uh, uh, Stephen Shukri had sniffed out Alafonte. So this guy ran on a platform of integrity and he ran on a platform of securing elections. And then the fool went and did the exact opposite of what he promised the people uh let it be known ladies and gentlemen that he took the oldest page in the book out of uh you know showbiz politicians and uh politicians who uh just seem to uh i don't know these are people moonlighting as politicians it's really what it is uh so maybe the worst for um maybe the worst for arizona representation Stephen Richer, uh, perhaps the worst in representation for the media in Arizona. Now, like I said, this is local that we're focusing on. Yes, uh, Stephen Richer, he did, uh, he did, he did submit that article to CNN, but uh, that's from Arizona himself itself. This one right here is local media Arizona. Uh, if any of you guys recognize this woman, her name is Jen Fifield or fifth field. Um, and uh, she's the hack reporter that we saw Vernon Jones put in her place over in the uh, Veterans Memorial Theater uh, back in like June, I think. Remember, uh, she he was like, he was like, did you cover Arizona or something? He was asking you, she was like, uh, no, I'm just trying to ask if, uh, and she like totally broke. Yeah. So, okay, so here's the deal here. Now, you guys, you know how we always talk about how um, uh, all of the media is owned by like six different corporations. A and from there, we learned that they're all owned by like two like uh, like uh, a money management firms. Right. So uh, and, and then and then from there, nonprofits whom are also incidentally managed by these firms, such as BlackRock or Vanguard, like uh, those these uh, nonprofits 
nonprofits end up funneling money into the media organizations. And so as it turns out, a lot of the media organizations are actually, actually, um, they're actually uh, paid for by uh, nonprofits who are paid for by firms who are owned by globalist elitists in this, in this sickening and incestuous and, and, and like almost immaculate immaculate um, uh, monopolization of all types of business in on this planet, right? Well, here's a breakdown for how that affects uh, the local up unto the national media. Now, this uh, Jen Fifield um, reporter, hack, um, she works for the Arizona Republic, and also for their website, <clears throat> the Arizona Central. Now, if any of you guys have ever been here with us on Arizona Central, you know Arizona Central. Indeed, all of the media locally in Arizona are all left-leaning sympathizers. And they, all of them, publish uh, pieces of, uh, of documentation, propaganda sometimes, against anything conservative and anything that has to do with, uh, uh, you know, preservation of rights, uh, closing of the border, um, abortion. Like, like, this is the way that the Arizona media has been groomed. And indeed, when, uh, when, uh, Soros backed and, uh, um, and, and crooked, uh, Mark Elias and Perkins Coy descended into Arizona with 107 to 113 different lawyers to tackle this problem of theirs. They also, also fired up the Soros-backed and leftist sympathizing media to follow everything and to demonize this entire effort from the jump. And that's all that we've seen out of Arizona as far as that goes. Now, getting back to AZ Central and the Arizona Republic, uh, they were the ones who were committed to disparaging this historic Arizona Senate audit from the jump. Like these were the ones that lambasted it. They're the ones that criticized and demonized it. Of all of them, they were the worst. Now, Arizona Central and the Arizona Republic are affiliates of USA Today, right? They are affiliates of USA Today. And they are owned by a corporation called Gannett. Gateway House Media merged with Gannett in 2019. And they now represent over 550 newspapers. The Arizona Republic has dispatched a cabal of 15 journalists and photographers to cover this audit since it started. Their articles were distributed to Yahoo News, MSN, USA Today, affiliates, and other gatehouse rags. The negative audit coverage by the Arizona Republic has been rewarded with appearances in MSNBC, CNN, Rachel Maddow, Nicole Wallace, and more. Okay, so this is why not only do we need to clean up our backyards, not only do we need to uh, replace our unconstitutional, lefty, commie-sympathizing local bodies of, uh, of uh, governors, uh, you know, a city council, commissioner, sheriff, uh, governor, representat representative, and senator, right? That's them. We also need to clean out our damn media, okay? Because if these guys are poisoned, Right. It, it's tough enough with a corrupt judiciary. But if we have a corrupt fourth estate, that is the free speech, 
journalism, that, ladies and gentlemen, that only makes the situation worse for people trying to fight for the truth. And I see that there. I see that there just be, those were not my words. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, this Jen Fifield person's like, ah, my article was in MSNBC and Rachel Maddow read a quote from me, right? You know, that's just exactly how they were. So that's a just reward for her right? Not a badge of honor by any means, but, you know, I'm sure all the other uh, lefty reporters were just uh, beaming with jealousy, the color green, right? Um, but yeah, you know, um, uh, we have to get the media, we have to get the newspapers, we need to clean those guys out as well. Massive exposés need to come from this. And what I am seeing, uh, what I want, what I would like to call into existence just by saying these words is that based on what we're seeing from this media about the Arizona audit and what the actuality of it was. I, it's just another illustration of exactly how corrupt, wrong, and mis misleading the media is. And it should be held as something that is intentional on their part. It should not be considered a, uh, uh, um, it should not be considered a mistake of information you know, a uh, 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 misfortunate coincidence that uh, everything that they've reported on for the past, uh, what, 5, 10, 20 years has been the exact opposite of the truth, right? At some point, it, it has to be seemed as being intentional, right? You take COVID, you take the election audits, and now you take the, uh, the, uh, the stories on this report from the mainstream media. And it is quite simple to see that these guys are doing this intentionally. Now, this woman here, um, this, uh, Jen person, right? Okay. So she, uh, she became associated with CNN whenever, uh, their Los Angeles team dropped out of the skies into Phoenix to cover this, uh, event that they called a clown show. Now for months, she attacked the audit process in the papers. She attacked the vendors, the volunteers, the conservative media, the politicians, everything that was not standing on the left side of the line. She went after and she basically encapsulated she 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 encompassed she ensconced everything that americans despise about major news media organizations okay lies 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 and misdirection and misleading uh for months again she did that uh, and then when uh she also went on to post now this is this is pretty bad she she's the one who posted photos of um, where Ben Cotton of Cypher um, lives, right? And I think that's in Montana, if I'm not mistaken. It says, yeah, it's, it's a small Montana home. So not only did she post aerial photos of where this man lives, I can't imagine why this woman thought it was important for that to be known. But you know what? She's probably one of those people who's like, oh, he, he needs to be stopped. Uh, he needs to be stopped and, and this is dangerous and it's racist and it's bigotist and, and it's misogynist and, and Ben Cotton needs to be stopped. And, you know, and, and she, you know, she's probably one of those people. I mean, she looked like she was going to cry when Vernon Jones came down on her, right? Because he would not let her talk. 
because all she had to say out of her mouth was garbage. Okay. So she needs to get out of here. And, and I definitely hope and pray. No, no, no. I take that back. You guys may do as you will, but even upon my enemies, I just try not to. <laughs> may justice be served. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. May justice be served. Okay. Now, uh, she did that to Ben Cotton. I mean, that is life-threatening. That right there, guys, to me, that doxing someone like that is, is, that is, that is threat. That is a threat. Okay. That is a threat of danger upon the livelihood of the individual for whom she feels so angry towards or mad towards or whatever, right? You know, that is what that is to me. Okay. Now, we also uh, see here that, uh, oh, well, CNN followed her lead, right? And uh, they started uh, demanding nonprofit financial documents from them, and they did it for weeks. Um, and uh, if they had actually succeeded in getting the, uh, the list of donors from these nonprofits that, uh, you know, um, uh, either the audit was associated with or, or any, had any association with any of the auditors, uh, man, can you, can you imagine what she would have done? Can you imagine what she would have done now? There was some other issues that came out of this, uh, more opposition right now, a few months back, uh, Senate president, Karen fan asked the media, she pleaded with them. She pleaded with them to be respectful with the images that they would publish, okay? She asked that they did not dox the audit workers, the security guards, anyone associated with this project, okay? Now, the uh, Arizona Republic, their photographers went on to capture over um, um, images for a period of 18 days, Okay, 18 days, the Arizona Republic, whom this uh, reporter works for, uh, they did that. And three weeks after Karen Fan had asked them to respect their privacy of these private citizens, um, this woman, Jennifer, Jen Fifield, she put on a massive slideshow presentation with nearly 200 images and published it on MSN and in other venues where they showed the faces of the floor workers, the volunteers. It showed the faces of the loading dock stack. It showed the faces of the officials. It showed the faces of the visitors. It showed the faces of the security guards and outside supporters. And CNN used a similar tactic, just like Jen Byfield. And they're probably like, if Jen's doing it, She's she's from Arizona. If she's doing it, let we can do it too. It must it must have the uh, the rubber stamp of approval on it, right? Uh, CNN also did a similar tactic to discourage and intimidate audit workers and potential volunteers. Okay, putting their lives in danger, discouraging them because their face is going to be seen on TV and possibly nationally. And it seems like this is the case, at least for two hundred of these images. And there's no telling what could happen after that. I mean, I've heard of people who have been fired from their job because of their involvement and their political activity, okay? 
And this is people's protesting for, uh, uh, you know, our rights. This is not people going out there dressed in black and smashing, you know, uh, tire locks over people's head and uh, throwing rocks into windows. Okay. These are people standing out there fighting for their rights or representing uh, what they believe in their heart to be constitutional and a benefit to all. Again, not smashing people with a tire iron or lock over their head. Okay, they're not Antifa. But still, they will have much harsher repercussions for their activity than someone from Antifa. Go figure. Well, the tides are turning, ladies and gentlemen. The tides are turning. They are not going to get away with that crap anymore. We've already seen evidence of that coming out in the public, okay? Public opinion is shifting. This uh, Overton window that has been shifted so far left, that's uh, my left, not yours, has, uh, I think it's crept a little bit back to the right, okay? Because, uh, you know, Antifers, teachers, Mao Zedongists, and, uh, you know, uh, Che Guevara sympathizers, are starting to get in trouble for bringing that crap into schools. A good thing, you know, a good thing. I mean, it's certain states where it's not going that way. Yes, I know. Washington, you know, um, Oregon, et cetera. But uh, I think I think the public opinion uh, in toto is starting to shift on that perspective. And, there, and maybe it's just that they're not ignoring it anymore, right? Uh, this Jen Fifield was also responsible for the uh, the famed blue pen leak. You guys remember the blue pen leak? They're like, uh, and and you remember uh, SOS Ken Bennett, who was the uh, se- uh, the uh, Senate liaison between uh, the Senate and the uh, auditors uh, before he he uh, parted par- officially parted ways as a uh, an, an invited supervisor. <laughs> He he uh, he came out and he forthrightly uh, told the story about how yes there were two blue pins uh, in the audit floor and they've been removed right that story came from her oh she's the one right okay so this whole blue pen story was a big deal because uh, people could uh, people could sign their ballots with a blue pen they could mark it with a blue pen. So there are supposed to be no blue or black pens on the floor whatsoever to ensure the integrity of this forensic audit. Well, um, Fifield registered as a volunteer. Okay. Look at this girl. She's like, she's like, I'm an activist. <laughs> she's an activist, right? She's I'm a civil rights activist. <laughs> Oh my God. So she, she registers as a volunteer. She gets onto the floor, which leads me to believe that she probably planted those blue pens. I would not take that away from her. She probably planted the blue pens there on the Senate floor in at uh, the Senate floor on the audit floor in, uh, in the veterans Memorial Coliseum. She took a picture after her first break around uh, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. in the morning, and she tweeted that blue pens were being used, and she claimed that she was worried audit staff could change the ballots. Well, she's dumb because she tweeted it as soon as she planted them. She should have waited till the end of the day, don't you think, right? Like, I would have waited till the end of the day if I were her, you know, before I told that story. It would have given, it would have given her more uh, room 
to speculate that they were actually changing the fraud. And can you imagine between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. how many of those audits that they could have like, you know, um, um, fraudulated? That's not even a word I know. But uh, yeah, well, I guess you were cunning. Uh, reporter Fair Fifield. She's not even a reporter. Activist Fifield. But you were not smart enough to have thought about that. Now, the um, uh, uh, the oh oh, but here's the thing, guys. <laughs> here's the other thing, though. When she reported this about the blue pens, there were no ballots on the floor. <laughs> They hadn't come out of their boxes yet, uh, but yet this story was spread throughout the mainstream media for hours on end, okay? Every little bit of thing, and she never apologized, but at 2.30 p.m. she did come clean, and they removed her. They removed her from the floor, and she admitted that all pins were switched to red and green before any ballot hit the floor. She had to say that. So she didn't say, I planted them, but she did say that all pens were switched to red and green before any ballot hit the floor. Okay. Let the ballots hit the floor. Let the ballots hit the floor. <laughs> she should have gotten a dog muzzle, Aurelius. And yeah, she she's, she's a two-faced civil rights activist. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So uh, yeah. That went all throughout the fake news media circuits talking about these blue pins and uh, how she done it and found out, well, not how she done it, but how she uh, reported on it. Uh, this woman, I mean, she, she questioned the security of election data being reviewed offsite by Cypher. Um, you know, she just, she attacked Doug Logan of Cyber Ninjas. She, every, she was just basically the, uh, the little Satan of Arizona local media in her efforts to derail and undermine this audit in Maricopa County. She is the best example of the worst type of journalist slash reporter, okay? Like, this is the poison that needs to be removed, right? And, and definitely, um, you know, the uh, presses of our newspapers, the... Um, you know, the, the stations of our news channels, <laughs> the, the web hosts of our news websites need to be purged like any old swamp that is worth cleaning. And we're trying to do that right now. Okay. Now it's my hope that in addition to other revelations in other areas of news and America that are coming out this week, and, uh, you know, the prior week as well is my hope that the story of this fraudulent fake news that the media put out on the Maricopa County, Arizona 2020 forensic audit report is a reflection that people will have eyes to see and ears to hear in regards to how the mainstream media fakes the news and lies to their viewers. It's my uh, biggest hope, guys, because there's some very fake news coming out of the MSM in regards to the Arizona 2020 presidential audit report.
Okay, everything that President Trump was talking about in the statements that we read today from him have to do with this. Okay, now, apparently about 10 or 11 last night, okay, someone leaked the report to the press. Okay, someone leaked the report to the press so that... As of a uh, press time this morning, CNN, MSNBC, the mainstream media, all the outlets, Yahoo News, the Business Insider, everyone had the same headline just about. And that headline said something to this effect. Trump actually lost Arizona's largest county by hundreds more votes, according to GOP audit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, guys. When I read this, and, you know, obviously we knew it was fake news from the jump, but they've been reporting this since last night. They were reporting that the Arizona audit actually proved that Biden won by hundreds votes more and that Trump still lost the election. And my first thought was, okay, so... Are they saying this to plant the seed of doubt into all of the lemmings out there and, and to give ammunition to all of their lefty communist sympathizer like uh, um, uh, miscreants and henchmen out there, right? All their street people. Or there was no or actually. That was my thought. And then I read the article. As it turns out, it was a leak. Okay. It was a leak. And the leak that they got was a report that said Biden won by hundreds more as proven in the Arizona audit report. And Trump, in fact, did, lead, did lose Maricopa County by a few more votes than actually thought. This is the leak that these guys got. Okay, and it just, it tickles me to a bone deeper than my funny bone, okay? Because I'm just like, was that leaked report a plant? <laughs> so that this way we could watch the mainstream media run off like fools with this, uh, this fake report that was planted for them to run with these ideas and, and share with America and the world. Hurrah, hurrah, the Wicked Witch is dead. Uh, we know that they stole the election, but somehow the Senate got it wrong. I guess, uh, I guess Katie Hobbs was right all along. I guess they did not know exactly what they were doing. I guess they were unprofessional. I guess they were inexperienced. And everything that we projected came true because we spoke it from our mouth and it became the reality of the universe. Amen. Well, they wouldn't say amen, probably. Uh, they'd be like, uh, I don't know, Gog of Magog or, you know, Amnashnabal or something like that, and then bow down to their devil worshiper. You know, like, that's kind of what I was thinking was going. I was like, wow. I was like, I bet it was a plant. I bet they planted this, guys. I bet it was planted so that the MSM could run off with this story that would totally deflate everyone. I mean, un unless it was to create, unless it was a preemptive psyop, and it could have been that, it could have been that, but it was leaked, okay, is what the story said. Now, 
This is what the Business Insider had to say. The Business Insider said, former President Donald Trump lost the largest county in Arizona to President Joe Biden by an even wider margin than the original 2020 vote count found. According to draft versions of the controversial and partisan Republican election audit. Now, guys, the reason why I think that this was planted is because we have known from the jump, okay, that, and especially with the canvas, the 11th hour canvas, we have known that the numbers, there was no way, there was no way that uh, illegitimate Joe Biden won this by any type of margin, okay? And yet these fools, fools, they ran off with this leaked, uh, why would a draft version even say that Biden won by a larger margin, guys? It makes no sense. As a patriot, as patriots, you know, it makes no sense that a draft version would say that, uh, Joe Biden won by a larger margin. That does not make any kind of sense at all whatsoever. A draft version, even, even if it was the first draft, even if, even if it was the brainstorming, you know, uh, uh, scribbling on the paper, how are we going to do this? It makes absolutely no sense that anyone involved with this entire audit would have drafted, you know, even the brainstorming for it that Biden won by a larger margin. It had to have been a plant so that we so they could illustrate to the american people because every single headline regarding this story until 6 p.m today well you know 1 p.m uh you know arizona time uh 6 p.m is when it ended in texas but until today at that time we'll say can you imagine almost a what was a 12 hour cycle of news at least at least a 12-hour cycle of news where the MSM is just licking themselves and, you know, they're just, you know, they're, oh, yeah, uh, President Trump was wrong according to this leak report that we got. You know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? Like, they were probably like, oh, you know, like, they're, they're popping their, you know, champagne corks and they're like, we defeated them and we got the story out before. Uh, so even if it is news to them, it's not news because, you know, we, we spoiled the party for them. Uh-huh. That is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the, that is what yeah, they're licking their windows. Thank you, Aurelius Lock. They're doing there. You know, guys, they were you know they are popping all their noisemakers, and they were like, you know. And so for twelve hours, and then not only that, guys, but imagine that's not just in America. Think of all the syndicates that pick this up worldwide, right? And and so they're gonna be like, wait, you told us yesterday that uh, this leaked report that you got said that Biden won by a larger margin. And now you're saying you were wrong? Uh, is there some kind of a credibility issue here? Could this be yet another crack, another hammer strike to the, uh, to the uh, credibility of the mainstream media? Are we not saying here at the C report that something has to happen there? There has to be some kind of action, some kind of event against the mainstream media. And I'm not talking about a violent kinetic event. I'm talking about something that shames them so bad and so hard, but it seems that it's going to be an amalgamation of things. It's, it may not just be one thing, guys. It may not just be one thing. It's going to be a total amalgamation of things that is going to bring down this gatekeeper, this 
this this this this this black veneer of 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 lies and deception that is constantly being put there to stop Americans and citizens of this world from knowing the truth about this reality their their fabrication their propaganda it has to crack and disappear at some point and i think that this was just a little kink in that and but it's a good point though it's a good point if you think about it when you have that many people listening to those venues talking about how trump indeed lost because the report said so and it is 100% false and totally the opposite direction. Like, that makes me feel good. And that's what I think about it, okay? That's what I think about that, you know? And that's my thought. I don't know. I don't know if, if that's a common thought. It, it doesn't matter. You know what, Mr. C, get off your ego. Um but uh, we'll see where that goes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even going to read the rest of this article from Business Insider. That's the gist. And that's what all the other media outlets were saying. That's my vision of things. That's my analysis. That's my, my two cents on this matter. Um, and I guess we'll leave it there. Um, but regardless of what uh, we see here, guys, uh, one thing is for sure. A.G. Brnovich of the state of Arizona has declared that he will investigate and move forward with whatever his findings. Are. So whatever he might find, he will move forward with it. Now, attorney A.G. Brnovich, um, attorney A.G., sorry, guys, attorney Mark Brnovich <laughs> released the following statement uh, today in regards to Arizona's report. He said, I will take all necessary actions that are supported by the evidence and where I have legal authority. Arizonans deserve to have their votes accurately counted and protected. Arizona Attorney uh, General Mark Brnovich. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's what he said. Now, the Arizona Attorney General's office has an election integrity unit that will thoroughly review the Senate's information and evidence. The AGO cannot comment on specific allegations until its review is complete. And uh, for more, uh, you can get uh, more um, attorney integrity unit information at the AG's website. Attorney General Brnovich has taken numerous actions over the past year fighting for election integrity in Arizona, recently winning at the Supreme Court of the United States in Brnovich versus DNC. General Brnovich also consistently supported the Senate's authority to conduct the audit. And in December 2020, the AGO, Attorney General's Office, filed an amicus brief supporting the Senate's subpoena authority. General Brnovich also called for an increase in the hand count audit by Maricopa County back in November of 2020 to increase voter confidence in the results. Okay, so, um, you know, and and Karen Fan and everyone else is on board with A.G. Brnovich in uh, expressing their confidence that he will um, maintain integrity throughout this next leg. This will be the unseen leg, right? The investigation itself of uh, of whether or not fraud occurred. But uh, now we're going to spill into some of the highlights of uh, today's report release in Arizona. And uh, some of these highlights will show 
that uh, intentional fraud, not mismanagement, not, uh, I don't know, uh, not lack of education, uh, are, might actually be a contributor to what we're seeing here. And uh, I'm like, Rico, Rico, racketeering, let's get them all, because it goes across all 50 states. Uh, Senate President Karen Fan. I don't think enough can be said about this woman's bravery, her poise, her professionalism, her grace, and her... Uh, she's just a total class act, ladies and gentlemen. Um it takes a lot of guts to do what Karen Fan did. It takes a lot of guts to stand where she stood. But that's not without the credit being given to the people of Arizona. And to the people of Arizona, I extend my heartfelt gratitude for your support and your bravery and your gumption to stand up for election integrity for this country in your state. Because if it were not for you, people like Senator Fan, Senator Borelli, Senator Rogers may not have had the energy, the heart, or the stamina to take us where we are today. And for that, citizens of Arizona, I thank you. Because the way this de representative democracy works, guys, is if we're not there, they're not there either. Whether that's because they think you don't care or that's because they are facing a wall themselves. Our representatives need us. They need us to be vocal and they need us to be proud. And that's why we are where we are today in the state of Arizona. And again, I thank the people of Arizona. I thank my fellow American brothers and sisters in Arizona for getting us here today. Okay? Because this thing could have been derailed months ago, guys. It could have been derailed months ago. And, and, and also by the grace of God and his protection and his oversight... Yeah. Is this some kind of divine intervention? I don't know. But we, we are here. We are here. We're moving forward now. Okay. But in regards to the actual report today. Okay. Um, we had, of course, uh, Sarah, uh, Senate, Senate President Karen Fan um, um, taking charge of this hearing, this meeting. And then, of course, we had the testimony from the auditors uh, who um, actually performed this forensic audit. Now, one of the uh, one of the uh, presenters uh, that was here today, one of the witnesses, uh, I was not expecting. Um, and, and in fact, this this uh, this man was not even officially part of the audit. Um, he was not even named within the audit uh, parameters, uh, but that was uh, one Dr. Shiva, Dr. V.A. Shiva Ayudarai, I think if I pronounced that right. Um, he is an MIT PhD. <laughs> he is the inventor of the email, and he was also the first to present during the Arizona Senate audit. Now, Dr. Shiva and his team uh, called EcoMail, 
investigated the mail-in ballot envelopes from Maricopa County, and Dr. Shiva was asked to join and address the issues related to the ballot signatures. Dr. Shiva shared early voting ballot return uh, vote ballot images. So uh, let me throw one of those up here. Now, these were their key findings, and I'll expand that, guys, so this way you can uh, see what I'm seeing as well. Um, and, uh, let's see here. Okay. So let's get that expanded. Okay. So, and I'll take this guy off here. Now, uh, it says here that, uh, some of the key findings included unknown. They, there, it was an unknown how many early voting ballot return envelopes were originally received by Maricopa County. So they don't know what that number was originally received. Um, there were 34,448 duplicates from 17,126 unique voters. Maricopa reported no duplicates in Canvas report. So that would mean that's doubled. That's basically doubled. 17 to 34 times by 217, you get 34. So they doubled the unique voters and they had, uh, well, that's 34,000, 34,000 duplicates. So that means they tripled it, right? <laughs> 17 originals, 34,000 duplicates. Yeah, they tripled it. Okay, so there was a uh, four, 464 more no signature um, early vote ballots return envelopes identified by Ecomel. Okay, so that means uh, there was an addition of 464 no signature um, ballots, which means that Maricopa County struck 464 no signature EVB early vote ballot return envelope. So this way they could hide the fact that uh, these envelopes had no signature. Okay. Uh, there was a 6,545 more unique early vote ballot return envelopes processed by Maricopa County. So that means that of all of the unique EVB early vote ballot return envelopes that were processed, there was an addition of 6,000 more unique EVB return envelope processed by Maricopa County. I don't know what they would have had to have done to do that, but uh, okay. Um, they found 2,580 scribbles in signature region, i.e. bad signatures. Okay, so... 2,500 bad signatures on these return envelopes. Maricopa County reported 587 bad signature return envelopes. That would be only 0.031% of the actual scribbled bad signature return envelope um, that they received. Uh, let's see here. Also, we see that they had... Um, <laughs> also, we see that, sorry, I read your comment just be. Also, we see that they had a 9,589 more net uh, um, early vote ballots submitted for signature verification by Maricopa County versus the Ecomel um, electronic, electronic early vote ballot return envelope images. Okay. So uh, they had, they had 9,000 more, almost 10,000 more uh, images of early return ballot envelopes submitted than actually existed. Again, because they have to cover up for the lie that they fraudulently created all of these ballots. 25% surge of duplicates in the last six days. So in the last six days of this election, 
or or perhaps it was in the last six days of ballot counting, right? Um, they saw a surge of duplicates, which means um, as 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 the deep state and whomever was running this horse from behind, as they were figuring out the actual number of votes coming in for support of President Trump, as they were finding that out, they had to increase the duplicates because they knew they were going to lose if they didn't. They're like, we got to increase these duplicates now because if we wait until election night, we're going to be doing a whole lot of printing and duplicating, right? So a 25% surge of duplicates in the last six days of the election. Uh, blanks of duplicates being stamped, verified and approved MCTEC. That's, that's, that right there is a smoking gun. They had blanks of duplicates being stamped, verified and approved Maricopa County TEC. That's, uh, I guess the election committee or something like that. Uh, they had stamps of verified and approved MCTEC in blank signature regions. That means on blank envelopes, they were stamped, verified and approved. Um, We'll see that those were actually pre-printed, verified, and approved stamps. Uh, verified and approved MCTEC stamps appearing behind envelope triangle. That's a flap. That means it was pre-printed. That means they could not be bothered to waste their time in this fraud to stamp freshly a ballot or an envelope. How lazy! sloppy. They're like, oh, there's oh, millions of ballots. No one's going to take the time to actually uh, go through these things. Oh, how wrong they were. You don't know about the tenacity of an American when they're being screwed and their rights are being stripped away from them. Two different voter IDs having the same address phone number with matching signatures. And that's at the end of the list there. They definitely did not save the best for the last. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on from there, guys. Uh, that's going to take us to our next slide. Okay, now this is the example we're talking about here, about the pre-printed, verified, and approved stamps. Okay, now if anything is going to prove that there is intentional fraud that did not come from uh, some um, um, accidental discrepancy, that did not come because there was some type of uh, unforeseen mismanagement, it would be this, okay? Okay, and that was that several of these ballot envelopes, including some with votes that were eventually doubled or triple counted, had a verified and approved stamp pre-printed on the front. Okay, as you can see, the envelope arrows here cover up the verified and approved. How could that be if not the fact that these were uh, verified and approved even before I mean, they, they never even hit the mailbox. You know what I mean? And then also why would someone do that if it weren't intentionally to defraud an election? So that's a big smoking gun. 
And that is something that uh, it is my hope that the attorney general's office will absolutely consider, right, as they are performing their investigation. Now, Dr. Shiva announced on Friday that his team found 34,448 votes from um, from those uh, who voted more than once in the Arizona election. Um, he also announced that uh, 17,000 votes never should have been included in the audit. Keep in mind, Biden won by 10,005. But 17,000 says Shiva, who is uh, dancing and destroying the fraud of this election, says that 17,000 never should have been counted. 17,000 is 1.5 times what Biden won by in his alleged victory. So uh, that was just the first presenter, ladies and gentlemen. The next one that we had up to bat was one Doug Logan of Cyber Ninjas. Let me go ahead and can I shrink this? I don't think I can. Okay, can I? Haha, there we go. Now we're focusing on Doug. Yes, this picture was taken in July. Okay, anyways. So Doug Logan presented next, and he began his presentation by providing an overview of the process that his team took in performing their work as it related to this audit. Um, a lot of his team's work was done at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Of course, as we had uh, uh, heard before, the uh, uh, Maricopa County and, and the legislators would not have them do it in the home space. They had to take it over to... Veterans Memorial, I'm sure in the hope to bankrupt them, right, from any support that they got from their constituents by tax payments, taxpayer money. Um, Logan uh, discussed uh, how there were duplicates and uh, how the results of the recounts of the ballots went. The numbers were similar to what was included in the draft report, apparently not the one that the mainstream media got, but it was actually the one that uh, Patrick Byrne had released. And uh, I was like, we're going to be talking about the report here today. So why talk about Byrne's, you know, um, Byrne's uh, um, draft? Uh, he said that uh, Doug Logan reported that in the 2020 presidential election, the margin of victory um, was far greater than 10,457. Um, but that was actually a small fraction of the 57,734 ballots that were with known issues, okay? Now, that would be almost six times what Biden was supposedly championed with, right? Huge margin of loss there, in my opinion, but I think it's probably far higher than that. Now, here are some of the results uh, that he shared with us. He said, the official canvas has 3,432 more ballots cast than the list of people who show as having cast a vote. 3,432 more votes than people who actually voted. According to the canvas, it was shared. 9,041 mail-in voters show returning more ballots, early voting ballots, than were sent. So 9,000 more mail-in ballots were received than were sent or mailed out to begin with. It's kind of suspect, don't you think? 
277 precincts show in the official canvas as having more ballots cast than people who actually showed up to vote. <laughs> 277 precincts received more votes than people actually voted. That was in excess of 1,551 votes, ladies and gentlemen. There were also 2,472 ballots shown in early voting that don't have corresponding entries in the vote mail list, and only 2,042 ballots show as rejected in the official canvas for a discrepancy of 430. So, uh, 430 random ballots here, guys, popping up. They also had 297 mail-in ballots shown as received that were never shown as sent. Interesting. 255,326 early votes show in the voter mail that uh, do not have a corresponding entry. Okay, so there's uh, over 200,000 excessive votes that have no logging or recording of history. Okay. 23,344 votes voters voted via mail in ballot, even though they show in um, one of their softwares, it was uh, Melissa like tracking or something like that, as having moved. Now, this was a software that they used to... Uh, to, uh, to record or track uh, people who have moved from their address to another location. Uh, so this way, and I believe that um, election systems kind of use this for verification when it comes to registering, um, you know, new voters and verifying and updating and all that stuff. But uh, according to this software, 23,344 voters um, who voted by mail-in ballot show in their tracking system no one with the same last name shows at living at the address so uh and we've heard about these stories Twenty-three thousand people received and voted with mail-in ballots that went to an address where their name is not listed as being a present resident hmm uh, 2,382 voters voted in person, even though they show in the tracking system that they have moved out of Maricopa County. That kind of makes me think that uh, there's a ring of not only uh, ballot harvesters, but apparently there is a ring of, uh, of uh, impersonating voters out there going out and, and performing 2,382 votes in someone else's name because uh, Arizona had not cleaned out their voter rolls. Another good reason why we need to clean out our voter rolls, ladies and gentlemen. They also found that 2,081 voters moved out of the state during the 29 days before the election and were given a full ballot instead of a president-only ballot. Hmm. Which means that even though these citizens are no longer citizens of Maricopa County, they can still vote down ballot for uh, all of the offices there. 
potentially as many as 5,047 uh, 5, individuals who voted in more than one county for up to 5,295 votes exists. Oh, I take that back. I take that back. Potentially 5,047 individuals who voted in more than one county for a potential of 52,995 votes in the fraud. 393 voters with incomplete names voted in this election. 198 individuals registered after the 10-15, October 15th cutoff date voted in this election. 2,861 voters have shared a uh, it's called an AFFSEQ number, which is basically a unique number for voters participating. 2,861 voters shared that unique identifier with another voter at some point. 282 potentially deceased voters voted in this election, and 186 people potentially have duplicate voter IDs that both voted with during this election. It's pretty easy to see why the certification should happen post haste, ladies and gentlemen. There's no reason why we should not decertify Arizona even prior to this investigation by AG, but that is the next leg we are taking. That is the next leg to pull up the pants. That is the next step in this long game. That's just the way it is. Uh, just V, uh, you do that, ma'am. I will uh, finish up here. I know there was like, I don't know, 20 stations on Foxhole that were playing this today. So uh, that's why I didn't. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, we uh, we only have this last piece to go. No, we have two more pieces of this. And then after that, uh, we are going to talk about Wisconsin and Texas. And we're going to wrap up the night tonight. All right, uh, so let's see here. Uh, the man you see here on this screen is Ben Cotton. Ben Cotton is of Cypher. Cypher is another agency that was used during this uh, election audit of Arizona. Now, uh, Ben Cotton, um, he's the audit investigator, and he told the senators present at uh, that the Dominion machines that were analyzed included data not from Maricopa County. That was just one of them. He also went over the uh, failures of the operating system logs and a bunch of other things, but these for sure were the highlights. Um, the, the, the fact that some of the data that was included in the Maricopa County audit, I mean, uh, election results, also included data that they identified as belonging to South Carolina state and Washington state 2020 presidential election results is kind of unfathomable. They didn't go into a lot of detail about how that data correlates or came over or got in or was involved. They didn't. But that's, that's quite astonishing. Now, that's according to what they have found in their investigation. Uh, but most importantly, I think, was um, the um, failure by the Maricopa County Board of Elections and whoever ran these things, including the Secretary of State, the failure for them to preserve 
the operating system data logs. Okay, this is uh, data. This is information. This is stuff that should not be vanished. It should not be erased. It needs to be retained. Okay. Now, um, logs that were produced by Maricopa County did not contain the window security log. Now, this is all going back to the cyber forensic aspect of it in regards to uh, cyber security, um, cyber integrity, um, standard operating procedures for these types of activities, uh, you know, revolving around the computers, the technical aspect of uh, this audit, I mean, of this uh, of this election. And this is what uh, Ben Cotton of Cypher was investigating primarily. Um, he found that also that security logs were set to maintain a 20 megabyte worth of data. Now, I know all of you guys, even if you're not computer savvy, knows what 20 megabytes can get you. I mean, you're talking like your data storage is out within what? a few 10 minute videos, uh, an hour long, a movie, right? It's gone. It's gone. There's no way that it can save that much data, but the security logs were set to only save up to 20 megabytes of data, which means everything else was either not recorded or it just pushed everything previously out to get the newest 20 megabytes of data saved. And I don't think that's the way it works. So I'm pretty sure it just did not record the data. Now, that is gross mismanagement or that is intentional. It's a freaking election. Like, you got to know that these systems are going to need far more than 20 megabytes of memory and storage. Uh, they also found that the oldest date in the Windows security log for the election management system, in other words, the, the, the last update, the last uh, maintenance, the last security measure to ensure that the Windows security log was functioning, was up to date, etc., occurred on February 5th, 2021, meaning that there was no security for anything after that date. Or say something new came up in the uh, cybersecurity uh, hacking field or whatever you want to call it, like it was no longer protected. No updates. Uh, they also showed that there was clear and intentional overriding of the security logs performed by the election management system admin account. Okay. And these occurred on February 11th, 2021, where they overwrote 462 logs. It occurred on March 3rd, 2021, where they overwrote 337,686 log entries. And once more on April 12th, 2021, where they overwrote 330 log entries into this system, again, performed by the election management system admins account. And the best part is, ladies and gentlemen, is that not only did they retrieve this data, the log's original existence prior to the overwrite, but they also have on camera during the date and time that these overrides occurred, who done it. And that's what we need, ladies and gentlemen. 
Because I'm pretty sure, and he said that they it was Maricopa County staff and employees on film at the date and time at the workstation that was recorded that these overrides occurred. Don't forget, these were this is the missing data that everyone criticized us and President Trump over. Exciting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Exciting because they and they said, Karen Fan said, we know who they are. We have identified them. We are not releasing their names because obviously the implications on this are heavy. Okay, you're talking about having all of America coming after these people, right? So they're not going to release their names, but they have them. And perhaps, like I said at the onset of this, uh, this story here, perhaps with at least this low-hanging fruit, we can find out who actually done it, who put them to it, who paid them, who instructed them, who, in, who, who informed them, who told them what to do? And we can get there as we can get as high up to the top as we can possibly try and find. Um, Aurelius Locke says the last deletion of these logs occurred the day before the audit started. That must have been 412, eh? And you're right. I actually do remember that story too. And not that I would doubt you, sir, but. I remember that story when they were talking about it. Um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, other than other than uh, the uh, um, cited uh, examples of this uh, testimony during this hearing uh, that was given, uh, the, all of that right there is already like a whopper, right? Like uh, like uh, mainstream media eats your heart out because you were tricked into reporting a false story. Let's see how many other people say that. I bet you. We also had uh, Randy Pollan and Ken Bennett present. Now, uh, Randy Pollan was the current liaison, Ken Bennett being the former liaison. As we know, Ken Bennett was booted from the team after he leaked information to one of his buddies who then leaked it to media sources. Uh, but some of the information that they covered uh, was in regards to the audit count results. Uh, they found that Maricopa County, the official canvas, saw um, 2,089 2,089,563 votes as being counted. Uh, now, uh, the machine count that they performed, and if you guys remember, they were running ballots through machines, found that there was a 2,089,442 ballots in that count, which was actually 121 ballots less than the Maricopa County official number and then, of course, the Maricopa County Forensic Audit Team found 2,088,569 ballots in total, which puts them at 994 ballots less than the Maricopa County official couch. <laughs> Excuse me, a lot of talking tonight. Mm. Um, they also found inconsistencies with the ballot batches in their ballot batch boxes, which included missing batches of ballots from the boxes. So they said there was X amount of batches in the box and there was like minus that amount. They found batches in boxes that were not even listed on the box or on the county list. Uh, there were no batch slips in the box or slips not directly associated with the batch. So 
Some of this stuff we've kind of seen coming out of Georgia as well. Um, but uh, yeah, discrepancies all around, mismanagement, some people at the um, State Farm Arena would say. But uh, I think uh, the uh, individuals who participated in this audit ha probably have a different perspective on that. Um, Aurelius Locke says, also, it was absolutely proven that it was connected to the internet and transmitting. Absolutely. Thank you, Aurelius, for bringing that out. And uh, that's another facet uh, that, uh, that is very important. And of course, um, with the routers, uh, that would have been a bigger, uh, a bigger spotlight for sure. But again, that's something that uh, delayed the report. <laughs> and also caused an incomplete report in the end. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for the Cyber Ninjas, the Arizona State Senate, you know, uh, the people who have been reporting on this, and of course, the people of Arizona for getting this done and seeing it through. This is just like one foothold, guys. This is a foothold. This is this is a gripping stone as we climb up that mountain, and we, uh, you know, we continue to take back our republic and take back the rights that were given to us um, from these individuals who seem to think that they can do better than what we do. Dominion is indeed in big trouble, Aurelius Locke. Um, there's no telling where the future of this or other investigations could go, especially in regards to Dominion. You know, they, uh, oh my goodness, like, um, they're just so crooked. So crooked and so, um, so arrogant, you know, uh, to think that they can do what they have done and continue to get away with it. But uh, I'm sure it's just their lawyers that lend that arrogance to them. And that's how it goes. But, um, you know, congratulations again, Arizona. My heart goes out to you guys. And uh, my gratitude is forever extended for getting this done. Now this is in the realms of the law. This is in the hands of the Attorney General of uh, Arizona. And uh, this is in the, the realm of the media, guys. This is now in the realm of the media. For as they speak... Show so shall the sleeping masses listen. They have need, they need to be stopped, they need to be brought down. May it be by their own devices, guys, because uh, they were totally proven as being false and fake by this very audit report. Now, for them to hear, now for them to see, they cannot be told. They have to see. That is not the last 2020 election audit I think we'll be seeing here in the States in the coming months, if not sooner. Uh, we also have uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I don't think Michigan is out of play, even though uh, the judge dismissed the entire thing on a very shallow technicality. We have Texas, right? I mean, I've heard Nevada was trying to get one going. I even heard Washington was trying to get one going, which I think would be absolutely interesting to see. Uh, but let's talk about Wisconsin. 
because Wisconsin is in the stages of uh, trying to do an audit, you know, uh, as led by one Robin Voss, one Rhino by nature, one uh, one uh, um, fibbing and defiled Republican, one treasonous American, someone who's probably bought out and, uh, you know, uh, would prefer the company of his butt buddy rhinos like, uh, you know, uh, the former... Um, former staff administrator representative for uh, Paul Ryan and Paul Ryan himself, you know, oh, them blue eyes, Robin Voss. I, I guess I get it, but I, it's never been my thing. Um, the Wisconsin audit uh, has found more evidence of fraud, more questions to bring to the table as the state is geared up to audit entirely, not just a county, but entirely the state of Wisconsin. Okay, now there is an organized grassroots organization, as uh, as redundant and repetitive as that uh, phrase was, uh, that goes by the name of Wisconsin Hot, and uh, Wisconsin Hot stands for Wisconsin Honest, Open, and Transparent. Okay, now this grassroots organization. Um, they did a little investigation of their own into some of these ballots and uh, some of these registered voters, and they found something very interesting. And uh, they're calling out the Wisconsin Board of Commissioners, that is the election commissioners, um, on this for a very specific reason. Now, in summation, the Wisconsin HOT organization found that there were 23 individual Wisconsin voters who all seem to have the exact same phone number. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I would not want 22,999 people to have my phone number, would you? So uh, the Wisconsin Hot um, um, organization sent a letter over to uh, Megan Wolf of the Wisconsin Election Board, uh, Tara Coolidge, who is the city clerk of Racine, which is also part of the Wisconsin Five Racine is, as well as Lisa Tolifson, who is the clerk of Rock County, as well as all six members on the board of commissioners. And uh, the letter said... We demand your immediate resignations for lying to us all about the happenings of the November 3rd, 2020 election. Why are there 23,203 voters registered right now in Racine County, all with the same phone number? There are another 63 registered statewide with the same phone number. Why didn't you know this? The same 23,263 voters were registered last year on your voter registration list, which proves you did not even know. Or, Wisconsin hot, they knew and it was intentional. The letter continues. Tell us who owns the phone number. It is 262-955-5555. Okay, just kidding. It's just uh, 2629 We can't give out the number, guys. Okay, so anyways, it does not go, it does, it does no good to search it on GoOgle or other search methods as hundreds, even thousands of different names show up for this number. 
These are innocent people who don't even know their names have been associated with this phone number. Or perhaps it is an innocent phone carrier who does not even know that their number has been associated with 23,262 fake names. Ah, because I think that's more of the realm where this is going in Wisconsin. Now, um, to Megan Wolf specifically, uh, Wisconsin Hot uh, said this, Megan, why are there 45 more same phone numbers registered to about 900 different registered voters? Why didn't you know this for years? They have really bad grammar, by the way. Tell us who owns the phone numbers. A list will be mailed to the board, they told Megan. Tell us when it was assigned to each of these 23,203 voters in Racine County with more voters across the state. Now to Tara Coolidge, who is the city clerk of Racine, Wisconsin Hot said... How could you not know about this phone number assigned to that many people? 95% of them are in your jurisdiction. Why are you on an extended leave of absence right now, Tara? If you did nothing wrong, come talk to us and we will help you. To Lisa Tolufson, the clerk of Rock County, Wisconsin um, Hot said, Lisa! Just kidding. <laughs> they didn't yell. I yelled. Okay. Uh, where did it go? Oh, they said, Lisa! Why are there over 900 registered voters in your county with the exact same address? That must be a pretty big residence, guys. Extended family and all. Why are there over 8,550 registered voters in your county registered in the year 1918? Lisa, 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 please do tell us. 1918, they registered to vote and they're still voting today. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Wisconsin, you, they're making it too easy for the auditors. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a cakewalk for a lot of people after Arizona, honestly. But uh, they know what to look for now. They know how to do it. They know how to take the approach, and they know how to fight it, as well as the uh, the the uh, disinformation and the opposition. Um, it is a default, you say, who keeps such a shoddy database. We demand you to require all of these people to register or to re-register. Megan Wolf, they go back to her. Why did you repeatedly lie to the Wisconsin Board of Commissioners over the years? You lied to all of us at your dog and pony show on September 8th, falsely claiming all is safe and secure with our elections. To all the commissioners, they ask, why don't you know about these 23,200 plus people with the exact same phone number? Why didn't you know about 543,000 people registered for the year 1918? A voter registration list isn't kept like that. It is ludicrous. And to the six commissioners, did you know there are 543,000 on your list without a date of registration? Why not? 
What steps are you taking to correct this major error? A database is not run like that, in particular, one which used one which is used for casting votes. The source of all this information is Wisconsin Election Commission's own database. End the Wisconsin Election Commission now, says Wisconsin Hot. It has been a complete failure and an absolute mess. They have constantly violated state statutes and citizens' constitutional rights. It's only going to get easier from here on out. And Aurelius Locke says, Spanish flu voters, if you voted in the election in Wisconsin in 1918, it's quite possible you died that year of the Spanish flu. And uh, they have uh, run away with your uh, life records in order to uh, cause your vote in the year 2020. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Uh, last bit of information during this uh, entire Wisconsin ordeal concerning voter fraud. And uh, yes, I am moving the image around <laughs> to and fro. Um, okay, here we go. All right. So um, apparently it was reported back in 2020 that there is a glitch. No, 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 no. I take that back. The mainstream media calls it a glitch. The, uh, the county lawyers call it a glitch. Uh, the election fraud naysayers call this a glitch. But in 2020, um, I believe it was in December-ish of 2020, it was reported that this supposed glitch was actually vote flipping that occurred during the 2020 presidential election. Okay. Now this glitch was discovered in Michigan in Antrim County under the watch of one constitutional lawyer now running for state AG in Michigan, Matthew DiPerno. It was reported that the vote count result for president Trump was swapped with the vote count result for derelict Biden, right? President derelict Biden. Okay, we'll call him that. And uh, this this was found and proved in Antrim County, Michigan, in Oakland County, Michigan, and also it was found in the Georgia 2020 presidential election. They have now found this to be occurring in a county in Wisconsin. And this was reported in Wisconsin. This was reported in Wisconsin back at the end of 2020. Okay. <clears throat> Here's basically what the rundown was like. And I'll put an, uh, a graphic on the screen to illustrate what we're talking about. Now, these are the numbers as reported from Fox News. Sorry, I'm getting an itch in my throat. I'm about to go into a coughing fit. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> <coughs> now, as reported, <laughs> Headbusa number two. Welcome to the chats. I have never seen you before. But Head Busa says, 
you don't have to like the fact that Trump won legitimately, but you have to like the fact that he was elected by the people. That's right, guys, because that's the way it would be in the reverse. You know, if legitimately speaking, illegitimate Joe Biden won this election, we would not have to like the fact that he won legitimately, but we adore the fact that the people elected him because that is what that is what we are. That's how we run things. That's how we do it. Now, head boost at number two, you have set your bar high at 100%. Now, it's up to you to keep it there. Uh, friends of the foxhole, you know what I'm talking about. Now, according to, uh, this is kind of a rundown. This is at 11-12. The numbers were being reported, right? We had uh, 31,000 for Trump, 30,000 for Biden. At 11-43, we see 46,649 for Trump we see 37,133 for Biden. Then all of a sudden, what, uh, 43 to 57? 13 minutes later, 14 minutes later, we see Biden somehow has 46,000. Let me expand that just a little bit more for you guys. We see that Biden somehow has 46,649, which is exactly what President Trump had. 14 minutes earlier, and we have 37,133 for Trump, which is exactly what we had for Biden 13 minutes earlier, okay? This glitch that they found in Wisconsin has been verified in Georgia. It has been verified in two counties in Michigan. In fact, in Michigan, they demanded that there was an investigation into all of their counties, now, like I said, this was reported in Wisconsin back at the end of 2020. We're now at the end of September, almost, uh, for them, it'd be almost a year since this was reported. So that means that there is a discrepancy of some 19,000 votes overall, according to this, uh, to this, um, to this report. And this is also something that some of us might've witnessed on live television. I mean, I saw it myself during presidential, uh, during the election night, right? On Fox, when, uh, when the votes flipped, I think it was in, I think it was in Virginia. I mean, but, but it wasn't that, it was not that dramatic. It was more like, uh, it was like, uh, um, as president Trump's vote count decreased the same number of votes increased for Biden. That's what I saw with my own eyes on election night. Now this is to me, this is, this is like, um, this is like so blatant. This is such a blatant type of fraud. Um, and, and this is, this is one way, this is the main way, this is the way that they put out in, uh, in that, uh, that show that used to come out on, uh, TV, um, with, uh, um, Olivia Pope. I can't remember what the show was called. Um, uh, someone's going to tell me in a minute, but, uh, they put out the narrative of vote flipping in that show with Olivia Pope, you know, uh, Hey Lifeline, where are you at? I was kidding. <laughs> You know, they put out they put out the narrative about the vote flipping, about the uh, the Harry Hursty um, um, defiled memory cards that go into the voting voting Diebold machines. Right. Come to find out that there was 
all types of voter fraud. Every single type happened from the electronic to the ballot harvesting to the ballot stuffing to everything to the lying media. It was it was probably like 30 plus ways of fraud that they used in this election. And uh, head boost number two, extremely massive fraud proven today in Maricopa County. And uh, we are in, we just breached our number two here at the sea report. And we just covered all of that. The last, uh, the last hour and a half. Uh, so, but thank you for joining us. And we, uh, I appreciate you uh, um, pointing that out. Indeed, indeed, there was massive voter fraud um, um, proven reported, uncovered officially today in Arizona. And uh, so now the big question here in regards to Wisconsin, because don't forget, Robin Voss, the Speaker of the House in Wisconsin, is saying, we're going to do an audit. He's just like good old Senate pro tempore um, over there in uh, Pennsylvania. We're going to do an audit, but we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to audit the machines and we're not going to audit the ballots. We're going to just go through email communications and see if we can figure something out right there. Good job, Senate pro tempore. Uh, but, um, um, Robin Voss, who's a total rhino sold out, bought out shill of the Republic. They ain't even going to investigate this, but so, you know, so we know, so they know people are aware of this, this glitch as the mainstream media would call it has been proven to occur. In fact, in Antrim, they flipped it back because it was a glitch. It was human error, whatever you want to call it. It's a fraud and it still leads to illegitimate administrations coming into this country and running it to the ground because that is exactly what we are seeing now. Last thing for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Texas Standing Secretary of State announces that Texas will indeed perform a full forensic audit on four Texas counties. Yay! It's a shame it's not in my county because I would be there. I would go volunteer. You wouldn't see me for weeks, guys. Uh, I mean, uh, see reports being memory hold anyways. Uh, but this came from CBS Local News. The Texas Secretary of State has announced on Thursday, September 23rd, that it will conduct a full and comprehensive forensic audit of any election that has already begun and it has already begun the process in Texas in its two largest Democrat counties and its two largest Republican counties. Those counties would be Dallas County, Harris County, Tarrant County, and Collin County for the 2020 presidential election. Um, and that statement uh, from CBS 11 said that in part under existing law, Texas law, the secretary of state has the authority to conduct a full and comprehensive forensic audit. They anticipate the legislature will provide the funds for the purpose. Now, here's the thing. And uh, if we're live tomorrow for Lone Star News, I have yet to decide. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because uh, there's something funny with the Texas Secretary of States, okay? Like, uh, we have not had an actual Texas Secretary of State for a minute. I think we've had two stand-ins. And the current one has been forced to resign because she said that uh, the 2020 presidential election was the most secure 
and the most uh, um, honest election to ever occur. And the people of Texas didn't like that. Therefore, their representatives did not like that. And they asked her to resign. And she's resigning. But apparently, as her resignation has not uh, come into effect, may be running this election audit in the state of Texas. So uh, the eyes of Texas will have to be upon this one, ladies and gentlemen. That is for sure. But uh, we will see where that goes. But um, uh, all right, Gregory, looks like you're uh, paying attention. Oh, it's the last thing. I tell you what, guys. Um, hmm. Okay, let's take a quick intermission here. We are going to air this uh, interview with President Trump that uh, was... Um, put out yesterday by John Friedrichs of um, Beyond the Beltway um, over there on Real America's Voice, um, America's Voice AM. So uh, we're going to air this. Uh, but before we do, um, I'm just going to make this commentary. Again, I apologize to the friends who are watching on the foxhole.app uh, that we were not live there tonight. Um, I will be in communication with, or I will attempt to, to communicate with, uh, with some of, I, I, you know, I always advise not to even go into this on the air and I shouldn't, but you know, I owe it to you guys. So I'm just going to say, uh, I will try and get in touch and we will try and work uh, something out and get this going again. I'm sure all I need to do is tell them what's going on on my end that I'm noticing and they can, uh, take care of it hopefully on that end. So I apologize if this matter does not get resolved by tomorrow and it's busy i don't expect them to i may not go live okay i might take another day off you know whatever I, um we'll think about it I'll, I'll think about it or you guys give me your opinion on the matter if you're listening um out there and uh just uh, let me know what you think uh because um you know it's uh, i could take another day off it wouldn't kill me um to uh i would rather i mean i would rather take a day off then spend a day with trolls on a President Trump rally. Granted, I won't be around the family I would like to be around with, but uh, that's my issue, not y'all's. So uh, anyways, that's just kind of my thoughts. Now, uh, with that in mind, um, if I do not get the platform working tonight, there will no, there will not be a Mr. C in the dark tonight. So um, if, it's, if it's not working on Foxhole, I'm not going to do a show tonight. I'm going to take the night off. Um, with that in mind, we'll now play this interview because uh, I would be on in an hour and a half at its completion anyways. So uh, let's just get this rolling, guys. And thank you all again for tuning in on Twitch and at Clout Hub if you were with us. Uh, sorry if it seems like I'm crying over the Foxhole Twitch and Clout Hub, but uh, that platform is just a little superior to y'all's in my opinion anyways so uh that's just uh that's just where my uh, my heartstrings go all right guys here we are we have this interview with uh president trump and also uh john friedrichs of um real america's voice uh i hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side for closing remarks we really appreciate your coming to georgia by the way for tickets go to donald j trump we're going to have 40,000 people here, Mr. President. I've never seen so many people fired up about, about rallies. Well, John, I look forward to it. I love doing your show also, by the way. But I look forward to it. And we're going to be talking about everything, including voter fraud. You know, it's an amazing thing that 
it's as, as bad as they're doing on the border, and I've never seen anything worse, although I'd say the withdrawal from Afghanistan made that look good, if you want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've just never seen any such incompetence as we're witnessing now. But as bad as everything is, that's what they want to talk about, the 2020 voter fraud, which was a fraud. And you look at Georgia, you look at the crowds we get, that's not the person that lost, meaning uh, that particular candidate, me, did not lose. We have the greatest crowds anyone's ever had. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. And, yes, yeah, Saturday night's going to be very, very big. I look forward to it. So let's get to the, uh, let's get to the southern border situation. Uh, you controlled the border, sir, with your policies for the first time right. in four decades, right? right. Uh, now we've yes. got this uh, crisis in Del Rio. But, but the Biden administration lied because Biden, President Biden, Mieris, you know, got on TV. They said, okay, now we're going to send them back. And we've got a number now of news outlets reporting live on the ground that the majority of these Haitians are being shipped to the interior of the United States with with a piece of paper. All over. They're being shipped to Virginia. They're being shipped to, uh, believe it or not, uh, if if you look at some of the states, they just seem to get it all the time. I don't know what it is. But Minnesota, I hear, is, you know, they're at it again with Minnesota, Mm -hmm. where I think we also won the election there, by the way. And, uh, you know, many, many other places, many, many other places all throughout the country. Nobody has anything to say about it. Nobody except for a select few know where they're going. And people are waking up and they may have terrorists in their midst. And and that's what is really happening. And, you know, when they uh, got on these planes, they didn't do any vetting. Everyone just ran on the planes. And the tough ones, the young ones, the, the vicious ones, they got on the planes. They had no idea who they were. These were not you know, the interpreters that we call them. These were people that, I think they said 3% of the people deserve to be on the planes. And this is what we have there. And now you have the Haitian situation where Haiti's emptying out into our country. Jails are being opened up all over the world and they're dumping them into our southern border. This guy is destroying our country. So if you were president right now and you had uh, to deal with what's going on, What would you immediately do? What would be your action, sir? Okay, it's easy for me, but it's not easy for other people. The reason is I have a very good relationship with a great guy, the president of Mexico. Yes, he may be a socialist, but he likes me and I like him. Okay, it's one of those things. You know about those things, really. You even like a couple of Democrats somewhere along the way. Yes, I do. But I have a great relationship, and I would do a deal where they stop everybody at at their border, at their southern border, meaning, you know, the other side of Mexico. That would take care of a lot of it. Uh, I would make sure that they put their troops back. You know, I had 28,000 Mexican troops cost us nothing. And they'll put their troops back. They're not doing anything for Biden. They're not, Mexico is not doing anything for Biden. And for me, they do it. I mean, you know, I ask in a different way, perhaps. But for me, they did it. You know, we had 28,000 troops while we were building the wall. And then we just about completed the wall. We, in all fairness, it took us two and a half years to win all the court cases, mm-hmm. mostly brought by Congress, Pelosi, Schumer. These guys brought lawsuits against us. Can you believe it? Two and a half years. So I got it almost about 98% finished. And then all they had to do is finish it. Instead, they're being sued by contractors now for not completing and not giving, you know, etc. cetera. Uh, but the wall was a big factor on my success. And we had the numbers reduced, the lowest in history were coming through. 
legally they can come through, but the mm -hmm. lowest in history were coming through. And I'll tell you another thing that nobody talks about. We had the lowest uh, drug traffickers, mm -hmm. the lowest human traffickers, mm -hmm. uh, by far the lowest human traffickers. You, usually they traffic in women, if you can believe this. But we cut that down to a number that nobody had ever seen before. We also mm -hmm. cut the drug traffic. Mm -hmm. So the drugs were way down. Now, not only do you see all of these people pouring through, John, you see something else that's just, that's just as bad. The largest number of, you know, as you as you measure it, fentanyl ever delivered to our country is coming in now, now right now. And I had that down to the lowest number we've had in 15 years. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. It's, oh, no, it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even fathomable. You know, they keep saying they want open borders. I just can't believe it. I think they're incompetent. I don't think they want open borders. I don't think anybody could want that. If they even like it, they don't have to love our nation. They can like our nation. Loving our nation. This, and you know, this is this is just going right into right into the heartland of America. It's not right. only Texas and only Arizona where they're being decimated, but they're coming all throughout. They're coming all throughout the country. It's uh, it's crazy, and we have no idea who these people are. And I used to talk last time I. Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador were dumping their prisoners from jail into our country. Mm. And you understood that very well. And then I added Mexico, because that's also true. But we have now, I hear 47 countries are dumping, are emptying their jails into the United States. Incredible. And these are tougher people even than you, John. These are people that you don't want to deal with. They may be even as tough as you, maybe even tougher, John. These are not people you want in the United States. They're going to cause tremendous havoc. And the Afghans, mm -hmm. we have no idea who they are. We have no idea who they are. Not that is, no vaccines, nothing. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we have to get mandated vaccines, no masks. Hey, no mandate. There's no mandate, right? Okay. I want to I get to domestic politics. Uh, Mr. Pr President, you said last week after Representative Gonzalez dropped out of the race, you said, quote, one down and nine to go of the 10 never-Trump-a-rhinos who voted to impeach you basically for for nothing in January, that and you're campaigning to defeat them. But now we find out that Kevin McCarthy is funding five of the Republicans who you adamantly oppose, and quite frankly, you're raising all the money for the RNC, and then they turn yeah. around, and they're using it to fund candidates who you are opposing. How does that work? Welcome to the world of politics, I will tell you. And I heard that this morning also, and I'm uh, I'm going to look at it very strongly. Now, there are a few of those candidates in very, you know, in very, in, I would say, blue areas. Uh, I, I almost would rather have the Democrat win, to be honest with you, because mm -hmm. we're going to win a lot. But I would almost rather have the Democrat win than those people. Like uh, in, uh, in California, you have a candidate who's, really much more of a Democrat probably mm -hmm. than a uh, Republican. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of them, but I'm going to look at him. I'm going to see who he's funding. And if he is, I'll stop the whole deal. I'll stop it. But we have uh, everybody other than one Catco in New York who's not popular. And I think he'll be districted out. But there's a primary for every one of them. Uh, I endorse Joe Kent, who's fantastic. You know that. Right, uh, and we have some other endorsements coming up. I'm going to make an endorsement very soon for uh, the governor of Arizona. I think it'll be great because they have a lousy governor in Ducey right now. Terrible. Right. He's a Republican. Terrible. Right. He's 
he's the true rhino. Between him and Kemp, Kemp is a disaster. He's a disaster. He talks about election. He, he did everything he could to make sure that we lost the election. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was terrible. And I was the one that got it. David Perdue, you know that. He recommended Kemp. I said, what do I want to get involved for? There were four or five candidates right. the day before the Republican primary. Right. And I endorsed Kent. Kemp. Brian yeah. Kemp. And it was, uh, it was not, it was not a good, Brian Kemp has not done the job. He, he's far worse than not doing the job. So, and he goes around saying, well, no, I voted for the president. These people between him and uh, Rathensberger, mm -hmm. Jody Heist is going to do a fantastic job when mm -hmm. he gets in. Great congressman. He's running against Rathensberger. And we'll see who's going to be running against uh, Kemp. But I would imagine somebody will. But uh, if he, uh, you know, somebody ran that win in the Republican primary, but he's not going to be able to win the general election anyway because the base isn't going to show up. Well, right, right now in the world. Brian ways. Kemp has turned out to be a disaster, you know. Well, tell me how you feel about it. Well, look, right right now in the latest poll, he's under 40% running against uh, Vernon Jones, who you know well. But even now, they have a special session coming up in November in Georgia, Mr. President, for reapportionment. And again, Brian Kemp, the governor, refuses to put a voter integrity and an analysis of what happened on the docket for this special now, session. He's refusing go. again. It's almost like he's a Democrat in disguise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I must tell you, the people that asked me to endorse him, of which there were very few, but the people that I actually didn't, I didn't know any of the candidates. I think there were five of them. And I got a couple of calls, you know, and they asked me to do it. I said, well, if you tell me he's good, you know, you rely on people for that. And I endorsed him and he was a disaster, frankly, and bad for Georgia and really bad for the election. Even your election law, if you compare that to Texas and some of these other places, mm -hmm. you don't have signature verification, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. You don't have things that they have. I mean, it's your election law is not strong. And then they go around and they talk about, he tries to say how strong it is. First of all, he had nothing to do with it. He made mm -hmm. it weak. Georgia had a really strong election law, really, really strong, and he weakened it. Mm -hmm. And then he goes around talking about how he got it. Now, this guy goes to a, a major event last week, and they booed him out of the place. And it's because of this issue. This issue is the biggest issue there is for Republicans. It's hard to believe. It's bigger than the border. Okay? It's not. Don't forget, if we won the election like we should have, we did win. We won in a landslide. We won. Like when I go to Georgia, you say 40,000, 50,000 people. We'll have, end up having more than that. It's you don't lose elections like that, and you don't win Alabama by a record number. I won by a record, the biggest number ever. I won Alabama, South Carolina by record numbers, and then oh gee, I lost Georgia by a few votes. Yeah, it makes okay? no sense. Right. Well, you won Georgia. It doesn't work that way. You, you, look, you know, it's a rigged election in Georgia. You got you got you got up to thirty thousand counterfeit ballots in Fulton County that were eventually going to get to the bottom of this, and when they do, all hell breaks loose. Because the, well, I hope the judge step forward. I hope that you have a great patriot judge that has the courage. Because I have found so much, the courts are afraid to take it up. They don't want to get involved. Even Republican judges, they, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. I think they're threatened. I, I'll be honest. I think they're threatened. We've had a couple where they were really good and, you know, going through, I can tell you, Michigan and a couple of other places. 
where the judges were great. Then all of a sudden they say, uh, we're ending this case. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, when, when, when everything's here, they're just afraid. I mean, the judges, the judiciary has been very, very disappointing. And that includes the Supreme Court. You know, when they went with the 20 states into the Supreme Court, uh, that was a case that was a, a flawless case. And, and, you know, and the Philadelphia case was another one. I mean, mm -hmm. the Pennsylvania case. Right. If you talk about a Philadelphia, you talk about a Detroit, uh, by the way, Atlanta, they say. Mm -hmm. uh, if you talk about places like that, the level of cheating historically has been incredible. But right. this year, because of the mail-in ballot, they cheated more than has ever happened. Well, this is like a third-world country. Between our voting system and our border, mm -hmm. we're like a third-world country. And then we can't even pull out of uh, a place that we shouldn't have been in in the first place. We should have never been in the Middle East. That was George Bush got us into that mess. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, speaking of endorsements, you endorsed Senator Crapo from Idaho. He was one of the 19 what I call Senate collaborators who signed yeah, out with Sean Biden. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you endorsed him. He's a collaborator. He's part of this whole, you know, yeah. $3.5 trillion farce. Are you disappointed with that? Would you consider resetting yes. your endorsement? No, I'm disappointed in him for doing that and others too. There are some other good people that did that. And I watched some of them. Uh, you know, this, uh, a couple of them were, look, you got the typical Romneys and little Ben Sasses and those guys, you know, that you expect. See, the Democrats don't have a Romney in it. A dumb little Ben Sass and these people, uh, they have, uh, they, they stick together, whether you like them or not, mm -hmm. they stick together. They, they have horrible policies, but they are smart and they're vicious. They fight much harder, but they, uh, they have horrible policy, open borders. They want open borders. I mean, you know, you can be smart and you can be vicious, but when you have open borders and when you have no voter ID and things like they have and defund the police. I don't care. I don't care if you're Abraham Lincoln. You can't win unless What's, they rig the elections. By the way, well, <laughs> Mr. See, the way they win is by rigging elections. Well, you know, well and, and now they have the formula. Two for things that. we proved, John: that the elections are crooked, and that the press, the media, is corrupt. Mm -hmm, totally, because they don't even want to write about this. Mm -hmm. well, and they know. always preface everything by saying, uh, "While there is no evidence that this took place," I say, "Evidence? We've got." We've got stacks of evidence. I mean, it's so obvious. And just take a look at your state. That's why everyone's upset. If, by the way, your people, they're smart. If things didn't take place in Georgia, Raffensburg would be popular. And so he can't even walk into a room. The people are smart. They knew election day that that election was rigged. All they had to do was look at the lines. Mm -hmm. Mr. President, um, what is the deal with Lindsey Graham and Mike Lee. I mean, he goes and Graham, Senator Graham goes and plays golf with you. You know, then there's yeah. a report in the Hill that you're all, you know, you've made up now with McConnell and, and you, you want to, you know, no, everything is fine. And then, and then, I mean, no. what, what exactly happened there? So I call Lindsey 82.7. Uh, that's what it is. And, you know, sometimes, and Lindsay and I, I like Lindsay as a person. I just, I'm just appointed a lot of things with Lindsay because, uh, you know, his judiciary committee with Comey, he kept meeting, meeting, you know, when are you going to do it? Oh, we're doing it in two weeks. We're doing it in two weeks. And then all of a sudden that never happened. And Comey was so bad. 
all you have to do is look at the Horowitz report and look at the Durham, the first section of the Durham report where Hillary Clinton rigged the campaign. So that said right there, she rigged the campaign. They made up Russia, Russia, Russia. It's a phony deal, John. Total phony deal. It was a hoax. A hoax. A, a total con job. They made it up. And it, it comes out. And I think a lot of really big stuff is going to come out of that, by the way. It's very interesting because if you look at the, if you look at what happened with the lawyer, the chief lawyer, but it's now, it's come up that they rigged it. And you say, what happened? So I would have liked Lindsay to have done that. And, you know, hey, look, Lindsay's a Republican senator. Uh, I won South Carolina big, therefore I helped him a lot. You know, I, I won eight to ten senatorships. Nobody talks about that. Mm -hmm. Between helping them, endorsing them, and also doing, you know, major calls or rallies for them. Many, I could go over the names right now, but I won many of those races. Uh, they should have won Georgia, but Mitch McConnell said six hundred dollars instead of two two thousand dollars. That's that's a pretty big incentive to be honest with you, you know. And then he does a commercial. Uh, I won his race. He was going to lose his race in Kentucky. He came mm -hmm. to BSB for an endorsement, and could I do a commercial for him? You know, which I certainly love doing. But it's one of those things. But I did it as a good Republican, because you want, don't want to have her win. Which she had Amy McGrath running against him. She had ninety three million dollars. I got, I got Mitch McConnell elected, you know, so, you know, I, I do the right thing, but some of these guys go bad on you. But Lindsey, uh, a nice guy, but he's, uh, he disappoints you sometimes. He did not look at the election type results with, I mean, for a very short period of time. He should have had hearings on it. If he would have had hearings, mm -hmm. and if the experts would have come in from Georgia and from many other places, and I say that with the January 6th committee. Let them examine because they're treating these people so unfairly. Compare, and you got to compare it to something. You compare it to BLM and you compare it to Antifa. He's treating them. What they're doing to these people is so unfair. So I've never seen anything. There's never been anything like this in this country, in my opinion. And I mean, literally, it's going to a communist country because that's what happens. Because the press doesn't talk about it. The press is totally dishonest. So with, between the press and the voting, we have a very dishonest uh, thing. And now you the borders. So we have voting, borders, and the media, all bad. That's no country. And I had the border the best in history. And we would have the voting, but now they're going to try and pass legislation where the, you know, places like Texas that want to do it right, they've done a great job on that bill. But uh, where they're going to try and... Uh, you know, override places like Texas and others that have done a good job, which will mean you'll never have a system again. You'll have a one-party system. You think Glenn Youngkin can beat Terry McAuliffe, sir, in Virginia? I do, but you know what I find, and and he's been very nice and all, but I did well in Virginia. I didn't, I didn't campaign there because you're told you can't win there, but, I, you know, I was very close in Virginia, and that's with you know, probably because I've heard bad things about their voting, very, very bad things. It was largely mail-in, and I've heard a lot of bad things about Virginia because I would say I would win Virginia easily, mm -hmm. easily. But uh, the only guys that win are the guys that embrace the Magna movement. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Totally. When they try and go down a railroad track, you know, hey, oh, yeah, sure, I love it, love it. Oh, yeah, I love Trump, love Trump. Okay, let's go, next subject. When they do that, nobody, they don't, they never win. Mm -hmm. uh, they never win. They have to embrace it. They have to. 
you saw that in California where the candidate, they said, was the election rigged or was the election fraudulent? Now, there's been tremendous fraud caught, tremendous. When he said, well, no, I, I don't think so, the first time, uh, that was the end of his election. Mm -hmm. That was the end. Then he came back and he said, no, it was a fraudulent election, but it's too late. Mm -hmm. You understand that stuff, right. John? It's too late. That was too late. That's how he... That's how he lost so badly. Now, California is a rich state, you know, so I, I don't believe the numbers in California. I never have. Mm -hmm. But it's a very rich state. It was all mail-in ballots, many, you know, tens of millions of ballots sent all over the place. Nobody knows who the hell they're going to. It's a real... Our elections are a disaster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, think of it. You win South Carolina and you win Arizona. And you, and by the way, we won big in Arizona. Big. What do you say? And I think the report's going to be very good. Let's see. I hope they don't soften it. You know, the problem is they soften things up. But we won big in Arizona. But you win South Carolina and you win Alabama by record numbers. Mm -hmm. Numbers that were so, I think in one, I think Alabama was like plus 45 points. You win it by like 45 points. A, a record. And then what happens? You lose Georgia? It doesn't happen. No. Yeah. It doesn't happen. When you win Florida and you win Ohio, the election's over. You won. Right. I won Florida in a landslide. I won Ohio in a landslide. But I lost the election. Yeah. Now, if you throw Iowa in, so you win Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, then it's, it's just uh, over. Mm -hmm. I won all three in a landslide. Didn't win the election. Now, it was rigged. Pennsylvania, Michigan, look, Detroit. The, the cheating in Detroit was at a level that nobody's ever seen before. You remember the two people that they went after because they refused to sign the certification because it was so off? Yes. And, that, you know, terrible thing. So, anyway, that's it. That's it. But, what uh, else, John? We got to go. But, what uh, else? Hey, John, what uh, else is there? <laughs> I got to ask you one more question. And then uh, I, I know you've, you've got to take off for a meeting, so I really appreciate the time. Uh, I'm okay. just interested to know how you got Herschel Walker in the U.S. Senate race in Georgia. Because everybody that talked to him here, he didn't want to run. He owned businesses. He didn't want to do it. And you picked up the phone. How did you get him in the race, sir? Because he's a patriot, and he's a winner, and he's a champion. And he's going to run. I mean, Herschel, look, he was the greatest running back in your state's history, but really... I don't know. I guess he was the greatest or certainly a top three or four or five or two in history in college. And he was great in the NFL, too. You know, he was great in the NFL. Mm -hmm. People didn't feel him in the NFL as much because he was delayed. You know, he went through a different route. So. But Herschel was phenomenal in the NFL, too. And he was a winner, a winner. And he is a patriot. And he's a conservative guy. You know, it's amazing. Remember, he used to stick up for me. They called me a racist. He would say, do you think I'd have a racist for 25 years as my friend? And, mm -hmm. you know, he was he was great. He's a great guy, a really good guy. And, and you know, I, I said he'll be a better senator than he was an athlete. Now, that's pretty hard to do, I think. He'd have to be the greatest senator that ever lived. But, but Herschel is going to be, I think he's going to do great. Uh, we're proud of him, and uh, yeah, he did. He did this at my behest. I mean, I I told him, I said, look at the career you've had, and now if you could do this, it would be, it would be great. You know, he's doing a great job. From, uh, you know, nearby is Tommy Tupperville. He's been doing a really fantastic job, and.
and he was a coach, and everybody said he couldn't win, and I endorsed him. You saw that letter that Matt Schlapp put out yesterday, and right. I endorsed him. We're, I think, 148 and two. So when I endorsed, it means something. 148 and two. Can you believe that? That's uh, that's uh, that's a pretty good record, and uh, we need to keep going in Georgia. And uh, as I said earlier, you know, you got some people working against your endorsements and you're the one out there raising all the money so that just that just it's doesn't true. make any sense no, I, I don't like it but you know like i it is what it is john i gotta right. say you know they're republicans okay in many cases they're republicans in name only you know that but now i i you know look i could go against them and then we'll have uh then we'll have 25 unbelievable republicans in in the senate okay unbelievable you'll love every one of them but we won't be able to do very much you understand that, right? All right, that's absolutely final thing I have to go. Uh, two days ago, not a single Democrat voted to fund Israel's dome. Not one. Not one. Why have they abandoned Israel, sir? It's not even thinkable what's happened to Israel in Congress. It's not even thinkable. And with the president. So Biden is anti-Israel. And, uh, and yet, you know, when the Jewish vote, I got 26%, which is pretty bad, considering I did the capital in Jerusalem and all the other things, including terminating the Iran deal. But uh, it's, it, it's an amazing thing that, you know, uh, it's terrible, frankly. And then you see what they do. When I said this was going to happen, no, they're anti-Israel 100%. They're anti-Israel. They hate Israel. And they hate Jewish people. They hate Jewish people. Omar is a disaster. Mm -hmm. uh, she's the one that led it. And, uh, you know, shouldn't even be in the country, frankly, the way she got in. If you look at the way she got in with her brother, mm -hmm. even, she's the one, I guess, that led it with her little group of, uh, of people. And uh, the Democrats fold all the time. No, they hate Israel. And, you know, Jewish people ought to think about that a little bit, John. Long and hard. Mr. President, we're out of time. I know you got another meeting. I really appreciate, sir, you're squeezing us in. We look forward to your major rally tomorrow night. It's going to be a or Saturday night. It's going to be a blockbuster. And I look forward, sir, to seeing you there. Thanks for being on our show, sir. Thank, Thank you. you, John, very much. Really appreciate it a lot, John. Thanks a lot. All right, Mr. Bye. President. All right, ladies and gentlemen, pretty good interview. Uh, President Trump's uh, voice was a little shaky for me, but uh, I'll take it either way. Uh, still, uh, I mean, that was, I don't know, there was something a bit more casual, no, cavalier, I'm not sure, you know, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't as formal, a at least in President Trump's responses, of course, uh, John Fredericks kept it uh, professional and, and, uh, you know, you know how that goes, you know, you know, professionalism versus, you know, uh, casualness. Uh, I don't need to spell it out. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, interview. Um, in lieu of the other interviews I have not been able to track down from President Trump that have been occurring, uh, it'll probably get much harder as we go along to keep account of every single media appearance that our president will be making in the future. But one thing's for sure, he will be live tomorrow from Georgia, Perry, Georgia, during a uh, President Trump um Make America a Great Again rally, or, you know, something to that effect. And uh, we will be broadcasting here at Mr. C TV and the Mr. C channel 
um, depending on whether or not. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I just I will just uh, get my bearings down and I will uh, how you say, uh, um, you know, get my bearings down and and uh, uh, re uh, re something or other. I don't know. I don't I don't know how to speak in military terms here. But anyhow, uh, we'll figure something out and we'll figure out where it's going. Uh, just so you guys know, I have already contacted HQ. So hopefully we can get this matter resolved and fixed and clean and neat and nice and pretty. It's, it's happened to, before to others. So that's why I'm not really going into too much detail. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, again, I hope you enjoyed tonight's Sea Report. It was a great Friday. It was a great day. Um, it was a beautiful day. And I'm so happy uh, that we see things moving forward. Now we just need to keep pressing forward. In the meantime, uh, we are tentatively scheduled to have a Sea Report tonight. Um, if uh, our broadcast is not working on uh, specific platforms, we may just take the night off. I hope you guys will understand. Um, but with that said, you all, I do wish you a great night and a uh, great weekend because uh, we're also scheduled tentatively to be here the weekend, but we'll see about that. Uh, could be a sign. Mr. C, you need some rest. Look at the bags underneath your eyes. Uh, but uh, my heart will not give up guys we'll see y'all soon till then be safe be blessed and as always god bless america have a good night friends <laughs>